Hi all, my name is Morgan Willis and this is The Wandering Student, a podcast where you and I hear stories from Hobart and William Smith students who are currently studying abroad and those who have returned from studying abroad. Join me in learning about these students' experiences through the stories they share with us. Today we're hearing a story from Matt Newsom. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. My name is Matt Newsom. I'm a junior at the colleges. I am a double major in philosophy and environmental studies with a minor in entrepreneurship, and I'm currently studying abroad in Maastricht, Netherlands. That is a really cool major and minor. Um, You have a story to bring to us today about a really, really cool thing. Why don't you start telling us the story? Oh, I'd love to. So um, I currently study abroad in Maastricht, Netherlands, which is in the southernmost part of the Netherlands as being kind of like the crown jewel of the Netherlands. But in the southernmost part of the Netherlands, uh, there's kind of like a little nub at the end, and that's where Maastricht is. It's in the province called Limburg, uh, and they're very prideful of their province and of their little uh, section of the Netherlands that they have. You can think of it as kind of like (laughs) Catalonia in Spain uh, or like Texas in America, very prideful of where they're from. And so within... Yeah, right? And so (laughs) within... uh, the Netherlands and within Maastricht, there is this festival that happens and it's called Carnival. And you can think of it based on the Mardi Gras of Europe or uh, Carnival of Brazil, except in the, in Europe. And so it uh, is affiliated with like the religion in the sense that it's just like Mardi Gras where it's before Lent. So you kind of just get loose uh, before you go and you start, you know, whatever Lent tradition or your prayers or whatnot. Um, but It's based mainly in Maastricht and Cologne, Germany, which is obviously where I'm studying. And so uh, it's a big deal here. And so I had been hearing a lot about uh, this carnival thing coming into it and, you know, expected it to be like parades or kind of Fourth of July-esque. But when I finally (laughs) experienced... Oh, were you wrong? (laughs) Oh, I was so wrong. I Because I can vividly remember the day before the it's a three-day festival so i can remember the day before it started i was walking you know my normal route to school and all like the little shops that used to have uh you know little stuff out front bakeries and all that it was mm-hmm. just pl- what? just boarded oh up oh my god as they if, like, like boarded it up yes as if like zombies were about to invade and i was like what is happening here um I that was so jarring like you oh, it had no idea was. what to expect yeah well because like everyone was like gotta get ready and all that and i was like yeah yeah totally like whatever um but then so it's three-day festival right uh you get a whole week off for school for it because the first three days you party oh, and the other three days you recover basically And the whole theme of it is that you're supposed to like inverse traditional social norms, right? So anything you would normally do in society, you are supposed to do the opposite of, which (gasps) that's so cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So like, uh, I ever, so costumes are a big deal. And so like these carnival shops will pop up all around the cities and the days leading before it. And people will just go in and just buy, you know, stupid sunglasses or outfits and costumes and anything that you can imagine being uh, at, you know, Mardi Gras in Louisiana times a million. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I selected a bright pink unicorn onesie. And I was like, oh, this will be quirky. Like, this is going to be like super funny. And honestly, I was like, I'm probably going to be the the dumbest looking person there, like the most (laughs) outlandish person. And once again, boy, was I so wrong. So the first day. Yeah. 
the first day starts and you know you're basically supposed to go out to like the streets because that's where the party themselves and so there's a big city square in the middle of maastricht and me and my friends you know get down towards there and it's just like seas and heads of people just everywhere and um it was like what the heck's going on but when you look in the crowd it's not just like a bunch of like drunk like 20 year olds just like running around you have like old people you have literal babies and oh. row and carriages i mean you have people from all different backgrounds just coming because they love That's their so beautiful uh, it That's was so, so beautiful that it's just like and everyone and ev like anyone and everyone is out there like defying social norms and getting shit oh, of course of course yes and literally and, and it was like oh my gosh like this is crazy um and so they also have this they have carnival music which is basically like our mariah carey all i want at first christmas is you but like dutch and the dutch hate it because like it's like you know overplayed and stuff like that it's like oh it's carnival season like the dutch but let me tell you i loved it like i full-on <laughs> look like i have a spotify playlist when i come back to hobart like i will be playing carnival music at the next oh pregame like i is love awesome. that it is so good so you can even anyone listening just go online onto anything and search dutch carnival music and you will have your next like party music playlist anything you need it was awesome is it like um, emd like e edm like christmas music is it like christmas music no it's like, like okay so it's like it's like traditional like dutch music so it's like 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 drinking songs or like kind of like chants like almost like sea shanties mm -hmm. but dutch or whatever um and so some of them are high paced and like higher like more edm-esque and some of them are just kind of like classic kenny Loggins sing songs and either or everyone knew it if you're from the netherlands and so everyone's just singing on the streets and just like you know everyone knows the songs and it's like oh you definitely felt like you were a part of like a community and you're a part of something when you were there absolutely unique to be there uh and being that maastricht is the epicenter of it all like i felt the pride i was like yeah like go maastricht you know i felt definitely really uh like that was the one place i wanted to be no fomo at all like that is where yeah. i wanted to be in that moment before this happened were you like um hesitant to jumping into it or was it like no thought you were obviously going to participate in carnival oh, no no i mean you gotta do it you don't you know it's not it's not a matter of if you're doing it, it's about how long you could handle doing it, it it's uh. definitely a can't miss thing i mean my professors and tutors were talking about what where they were gonna go and if we wanted to go meet them somewhere to get a drink or something like so it cool. is what you got to do you got to go there you got to be there uh and and the overwhelming part i think really did dissipate once you get in the crowd and realize that like there's 70 year old women in like full ball gowns wearing like the most outlandish jewels and face paint You're like she's having a great time i can have a great time and everybody's just smiles on their face and it was very like uh accepting which was unbelievable it was so mm -hmm. awesome to, to see. seems almost baptismal of like of like you're just completely disregarding like all oh, societal like norms of like constantly like thinking about who cares and who's like yeah giving a shit about the environment like your space and you're just like oh no yeah. no cares to the world do you have any advice for anyone who like would be at all like um cautious going into that because that's not a very like like i'm trying to think about like a situation here in america and like that's yeah. not like complete disregard of like social conventions for like like a week and just like absolute crazy partiness is not something right. that i feel like happens that often around here like i mean you have mardi gras but i think even 
during Mardi Gras, like there is still like you don't the costumes are not the same way. I don't no, feel definitely. like but I feel like I've never experienced Mardi Gras, and it's just like my perception of like my family from New Orleans. So like yeah, it's like what do you do? You have any advice for anyone who like might be like at all like going to Maastricht and they're like kind of like nervous about Carnival? Yeah. I mean, I think the best advice is to, I mean, here's the thing. It starts in the daytime, right? It starts with um, just like a, an initial parade that goes out there. And so we were fortunate enough to have a beautiful sunny day, which is kind of rare in Maastricht. But uh, you, to to acclimate yourself, the best thing to do is to simply just, I mean, what I did was start waving to people who are walking by right and you notice that everyone is in such a great mood everybody's smiling everybody's dressed up so out I mean people were like Kermit the Frog or a Power Ranger or you know Jack Sparrow and once you realize that like oh your little 20 euro you know unicorn onesie is like nothing compared to this like I started to realize that like oh like you know, like we're all here to be a part of something. And as the day progresses, you'll get more and more, you know, into it. But the number one key thing is you just got to at least go in there and try it. Right. And I, I think it's the distinction I think is super important to make between carnival and like, you know, a rolling loud concert or even Mardi Gras in Louisiana. It's because of the fact that it, it, it's something that the whole city itself wants to happen, right? And so, like, a great example is, like, the trash that would be left behind. The whole city becomes, like, a trash can for three days. Not in a way of, like, oh, this the everyone, like, has disregard, but more of it, it's, like, you know, you'll have a plastic cup and you put it down and then over in the the next day you wake up and it's all gone because there would be city workers at night just like brushing it away and so it's almost like this understanding that um we're going to we're going to simply take the most of carnival for these three days and then afterwards you know we'll get right back to work and it's funny because the dutch as people are traditionally very to the point straightforward no small talk but then for <laughs> these three days they're like let's go so it's easy to kind of fall into that rhythm that they're in once you realize that it's okay it's okay to be you know let loose for three days it's okay you can take a chill pill no I love that I think um what you said about the fact that there it is an all ages activity like there might be drinking involved in carnival but it's not the main point like sometimes in Mardi Gras like celebrations like it's for everyone I I was in carnival um when I was in study abroad in Italy and it's so interesting to hear you describe it being an all ages thing. And when I was in Rome, like it was only children, like really? only, yeah, no, there was, it, I've never, funny enough, I've never seen the streets of Rome as dead as I did at Carnival. Really? Like, there was no, and, and the weirdest thing is, is like the oldest Carnival festival is in Southern Italy. Like huh. it's, it's not something that is like not native to Italy and it's not a practice they do, but specifically in Rome, like, there would be small, like certain parks that like would have children there. And it was more like Halloween and people would give out candy and stuff and mm-hmm. these kids would dress up. But it is just not the same like deep set, like connection to it that the Dutch that live in Maastricht do, which I think is so cool. No, um, another question I had was about the sensory experience. When you're in Carnival and you're walking down the street, are there like distinctive smells? Are they distinctive like food, like specific Carnival food? Yeah. 
are there and you've already talked about the music which i think is just awesome people should totally please everybody that check up. that music out literally <laughs> so good but is there anything else that like comes to mind like do you said like they boarded up windows but do like does like the streets have like lights that they like like and oh, yeah. decorations and stuff so the three main carnival colors are yellow, green, and red. And so like months before the actual festival happens, carnival season, quote unquote, I think opens in like the fall. So they get ready for this thing in like the fall. And so there'll be flags <laughs> awesome. going down. Oh, it, it's like this is right. So they have flags going down all of the streets since like October, for example. But then once it really starts to happen, I mean, there are lights, there are streamers, there's confetti cannons everywhere. And this is all sponsored by the city, right? The city itself is like the province of, of um, Limburg is the one who funds it and pays for it. They actually enact their own Prince of Carnival for every carnival season. Um, <laughs> so we had the Prince of Carnival within Maastricht. And so he comes out and starts the celebration. And once that starts, you all go for it. Um, but to speak about the food, the Dutch actually don't really have that many famous cuisines named after them. But what they do have and what they're really good at is like fried food, uh, particularly frites, which are like French fries and then like fried fish and like uh, fried like um, sticky buns and stuff like that. So like carnival food, like United States carnival food is what they're famous for. It works out. So when you're walking down, you got a big thing of French fries in your hand and they, you eat mayonnaise with it, like a sweet mayonnaise, not like the mayonnaise we know about. And I don't want any slander from anyone on this podcast. Because <laughs> it is so good. It is so, so good. And uh, you're eating French fries, walking down the street in a pink unicorn outfit, singing Dutch songs in the middle of the day for three days straight. And it, I like, give me something that's better than that. It was awesome. There's nothing. I got I feel like that that is an amazing experience. And it also is just so immersive. Like you you are just there interacting and as you said like you just have to go out of your comfort zone and like everyone there is also pushing themselves out of their comfort zone. Yeah. It's like you're not alone in that environment. No, of course. Um, I have some other questions that are a little bit more connected to like just being there and studying abroad. Um mm -hmm. You don't, did you know um, Dutch before you went abroad to Maastricht? Oh, no. And I still don't know any now, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> but I was, my question was related to like, how does it, how was it to like go to uh, study abroad in a country that you did not speak the language? Yeah. Well, so fortunately for me, both my university I study at and the country itself uh, are very much English speakers. So everyone knows English, but what they usually don't do is put English on the signage. So I think that was probably the most difficult transition, uh, particularly like grocery shopping, for example, is like an easy example. Or like the washing and drying machines, like knowing what setting to put it on. But like little Google Translate action and you get past all that pretty easily. Uh, but the, the good thing is that everybody on the street, if you ask them a question, they're gonna they're gonna be able to respond to you, which has been nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you really are able to have like cultural connections and cultural oh, interactions without feeling um, a intense language barrier. Of course. Um, another question I have is about um, kind of any of your preconceived expectations about Carnival and Maastricht mm -hmm. in general before you even went there. Did you even know really what Carnival was? No, I mean, no idea. Um literally no idea i mean sure like festival cool like you know i you hear that all the time um but i had no idea that it was 
not only such a big event, but so appreciated by the locals, right? It wasn't like it was some sort of event that a bunch of tourists come in and all the locals run away for. Uh, no, I'd never seen such a concentration of the local community than I did in that moment. So that was that was also the really great part. Um, you know, other festivals and such, like you'll probably get, it wasn't like it was a bunch of Americans uh, abroad students who knew that carnival was a thing and flooded to there to take it over. No, it was pretty much the HWS students uh, that are currently here and then a bunch of Dutch locals, which like, ah, which made it so, so good because you felt like you were experiencing something that not a lot of other people were able to access. That's awesome. That is so true and well, well, very well put. Um, my last kind of question about this whole thing is um, what other, do you have any like other plans um, in your mind right now for like things you want to do abroad after having such an amazing experience? Are there things in your mind that like, you're like, oh, this made me think of it. and I'm gonna, totally going to do this because you still have like oh, a yeah. while left of your abroad experience. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is uh, after having done that, and I actually went to Barcelona the day after Carnival ended to go to a rave festival in Barcelona. So I came back, I think, yesterday. So my mindset is right now is I need a little bit of nature and a little bit of peace. Um, so my plan. <laughs> yeah. So my I actually for spring break. Uh, my roommate and I were we booked um, a trip to go to Tromsø, Norway, which is the northernmost point of Norway to go see the northern lights and go whale watching. That sounds like an amazing contrast between yeah. like the two like intense sensory experience of carnival and a ray festival in Barcelona to now like just gorgeous nature and like yep. really quiet, peaceful. That's going to be so amazing. I hope so. And we're we're both big avid fly fishermen. And so we brought our fly fishing gear to the Netherlands. So we're going to go fishing for like salmon in Norway, which come on now. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That just sounds unreal. Well, I hope you had such a blast in Barcelona. Barcelona is one of my favorite cities ever. Um, <laughs> and as well in Carnival. Thank you so much for coming onto this podcast and chatting about Anything else? Um, would you be chill if people like reach out to you after this and like want to ask you questions about Ostrich? No, of course. I always love chatting to new people. That's why I'm abroad in the first place, you know? Mm -hmm. No, totally. I will leave your contact info in the uh, description of the podcast so people can like reach out if they want to. Um, I hope you have a blast whale watching and seeing <laughs> the Northern Lights. Definitely gonna want to figure out how to try to do that when i'm in scotland um no, of course. but i hope you have a great rest of your day and thank you so much for being on the thank podcast thank you so much morgan i appreciate it and your podcast rocks my socks so i appreciate you having me on oh thank you so much thank you have a good one bye-bye bye That wraps up this episode of The Wandering Student. If you're looking for more information in regards to study abroad at Hobart and William Smith Colleges, look no further than at hws.edu slash hwsabroad. You can also connect with us on Instagram at hwsabroad or reach out through email at hwsabroadpa at hws.edu.